0: Apple Pie Podcast. It is September 21st, 2022, episode 4. I am your host, Horena, and I am here to share the Am I the A Hole? Posts from Reddit, an attempt to figure out who indeed was the rotten apple of the story, and who was not, or maybe both were. You know, that's entirely possible. These posts are publicly posted on Reddit for the intent to get feedback and discuss and share if the original poster is indeed an a-hole. Here at the Am I the A-Hole Apple Pie podcast, I like to give feedback if the original poster is the rotten apple or not. Not necessarily the a-hole. Because many of these stories can hit home, and I hope that by dissecting the actions of others, we can learn how our actions definitely ripple out into the world around us and affect others. Not one of us are perfect. One of my mantras has always been, we are all a-holes. We just take turns being one. And I completely believe that. So as I sit here and I've listened to my shows, this is my fourth episode. I thought, you know what? I wanted to add my mantra because, you know, we go through life and we assume that other people know your history and your past and all the situations you've gone through. And that's not true. So I wanted to put in my mantra, I do live by, is we are all a-holes. We just take turns being one because, honey, all of us have been an a-hole at one point or another, and I think it's good to uh, become self-aware. Every day that goes by, think about yourself and your actions and how you may be that rotten apple in the am I the a-hole apple pie. So some of us are self-aware enough to know when we are indeed the villain in the scenario and some of us have not baked in the oven of life long enough to even contemplate that concept so you can participate in the show by leaving a voicemail emailing the show or tweeting the show on twitter and you can follow the show on twitter at aita apple pie pod And you can email the show at aitaapplepie at gmail.com. And you can find this show, the show notes, and every other show hosted by me at my podcast network found at cozypodcastnetwork.com. So grab a plate. It's time to serve up some am I the a-hole apple pie. Okay, let's dive into the first slice of Am I the Hill Apple Pie. And I just want to preface this by reminding you that I read these cold readings. I just read the title, I copy and paste it into my show notes, and I go from there. So, which is also, it's like, it's a double-edged sword. I like being able to give my ultimate, honest opinion right up front. But then, in hindsight, I always find, like... Things, I'm like, oh, I wish I would have added that. So, you know, that whole hindsight is 20 but I like to give my most honest, upfront opinion based off from the facts that we are given as we read it. So let's dive in. This first one is titled, Am I the A-hole for saying I won't coddle my infertile sister anymore? And it starts by saying, my sister Julie has tried to have a baby for five years. She had a miscarriage two years ago and outside of that has been unable to get pregnant. My heart hurts for her. However, one thing I don't agree with is how my family has handled it. We're not allowed to talk about babies around Julie. Any kids younger than three cannot come to family events that she'll attend. She won't attend baby showers, baptisms, or anything. The last one I understand, but the rest feels like overkill. I got pregnant last year. I told Julie first, and she reiterated her boundaries. I said I understood. The first hurdle came with my baby shower. My mother-in-law was throwing it. I didn't expect Julie to come. Then, one, then my mom told me I shouldn't have one, period, out of respect. I said that was ridiculous. She didn't have to come, so what did it matter? Only three people from my side of the family came to the shower. When my son was born, I posted a birth announcement on Facebook. My parents lectured me for this and said I was going to hurt Julie. I said she could just block or mute me. They said I should make the effort. Julie echoed that if I cared, I'd stop. I ended up blocking her just to save drama. My aunt's 70th birthday party is next week. My husband and I plan to go, bringing our son. Julie called and asked if we were going. She then asked me for asked me asked for me, sorry, to get a sitter for our son. I said no. She doesn't want to miss the party. My aunt is one of the few people who agree that Julie's boundaries aren't fair and wants my son there. As she doesn't get to see him often, Julie got upset and started crying, saying that I was unfair. I finally snapped and asked, what would happen when she got pregnant? Would we all be expected to shower her with the love and attention that she has refused to give other people's kids? Will her baby be allowed to attend events? She said that that was different. I said, no, I'm not coddling her anymore. My son exists, his family, and he's coming. She can decide if she wants to or not. My parents yelled at me for being mean to Julie. They offered to pay for a sitter, but I said no. It's not even at her house. Am I the a-hole? Hell no, you're not the (laughs) a-hole, I'm gonna tell you. I struggled so far. No, 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 no. What has gone on now is, one, it's a touchy subject when someone has lost a child that it is it, it is not something that we as parents, I'm a parent, I could not fathom that, but I also know that I wouldn't hold I wouldn't hold my anyone I come in contact with, my loved ones in the same prison that I may feel that I'm in. So understanding that a lot of how we deal with hardship in our lives comes from many different places. It comes from a spiritual side. If you have a spiritual life, many people lean into that to get through hardships. If you have um, done extensive therapy on how to, you know, do self-care, how to uh, process your feelings and emotions and allow yourself to process them, And also our life experiences, what we have gone through, hardships leading up to that hardship, or is that your first hardship, and that is your first mountain you have to climb over? Nonetheless, when something happens to one person, it's not fair of that person to hold everybody else hostage because of that one, that scenario, that situation. That seems incredibly manipulative almost as if this has become an axe or some sort of she's weaponized her miscarriage against her sister and uh, anyone else who has kids that are three and under I don't know where they're getting the three from like what Julie why does she feel like any kids younger than 3 are not allowed to come to family events that she'll attend like i feel like she is acting like she's some sort of royalty and putting all of these hoops on people and these expectations and when they don't perform then she throws a temper tantrum and cries i feel like this is not entirely a miscarriage um processing window that she's in i feel like she's almost turned this this event in her life into a way to manipulate and control people and because because it's gone outside of the normal bounds where she now is aggressively against her own nephew and her sister right And then her sister's not allowed to live her life. She has to live her life perpetually in Julie's shadow, you know. And then Julie admitting that if she has children in the future, that it's different. Oh, well, that's interesting. That right there tells you that she has now took the situation and has weaponized it against anybody she sees fit. And she has not only weaponized it against the sister and her nephew and anybody else who has children she has also um weaponized the parents against the original poster so could you imagine (laughs) it's you know i do know how that feels let me tell you um but there is a lot of weird behavior there it sounds like uh, julie is handled as like the golden child I remember personally when my nephew was born, my sister and her husband at the time acted very much in a way where he was elevated. And since we didn't have kids at the time, we were expected to, you know, like she would set up camp at my parents' house and anybody who would come in, we'd all have to be quiet or we would get like death looks. We would get laser gazes at us if we even made any you know so we've very much felt like we we couldn't be around when the baby was around because you know but i also found out many years later that i came from an extremely narcissistic um household where i was definitely isolated and my sister was more um, coddled and lifted up. So I totally understand how the narcissist dynamic works in families being the victim of one. So I can definitely see where Julie is being treated as a golden child, been given the reins and the control over the entire family dynamic, and is ruling with an iron fist. Anybody that does not uh, fit into her you know list of rules and now it's it's turned into a bigger monster because she has not been shut down so i find that julie the original poster julie's sister has every right to say you know what nope i'm getting off this this nutty train here i'm not gonna let you run the show I'm not gonna let you run my life. I'm not gonna let you ruin my life. I'm not going to let you imprison me by the events in your life. Um, my heart goes out to you. I love you. I will be there and support you no matter what. But I'm getting off this this monster ride we're on right now, and it you know it sucks when you have family members who. In the narcissistic dynamic, that's why I see every time I read this, that people are really just struggling with narcissistic type of environments most of the time, not all the time. But in scenarios like this, it's clear as day for me. She has now... Um, been triangulating now she has parts of the family going no we're not going to attend and then she has other parts going yeah this is getting out of hand like her aunt who's turning 70 you know so you know when something like this happens the original poster is definitely doing the right thing Cutting you go know, going. Know what? Nope. I'm not jumping when you say jump anymore. I'm not gonna live in your box of expectations anymore. I'm gonna live my life. I'd my son shouldn't have to be treated less than because of something that was happened that was out of our control. So it's one thing to in life show compassion and have empathy for others, but it's another thing for you to constantly be forced to put your head under the metaphorical water and drowned so that someone else can breathe. Both people can take turns breathing at the same time. It's not an all-or-nothing scenario. And, um, yeah, the original poster is not the a-hole in this situation. Julie, sad to say, has weaponized her um, situation and now, in my opinion, is definitely being the rotten apple. And I'd say the parents. um, There's a term where they call called the flying monkeys. They've been weaponized to go out like they're little soldiers. And I know how that feels. <laughs> so um, so now that's where I stand. I say Julie is definitely the um, rotten apple in this Am I the A-Hole Apple Pie. And the parents are right along with them in the sidecar of the Am I the A-Hole Apple Pie. And I do not think that the um, original poster is acting in any way disrespectful. If anything, they've done a really good job trying to balance emotion and right and wrong, but now they have a right to live their life too. Not in the shadow, not in a prison of something that is out of their control. So let's see what we have for our second slice. All oh, right, number two, second slice of Am I the A hole? Apple pie. Am I the A hole for blatantly pretending my roommate doesn't exist because of her quote, robbing prank? Hmm. <laughs> Sounds interesting already. I, 20 female, live in a very safe city, one of the safest cities in the nation. Due to this and lack of parental regulation as a kid, I never locked my doors. I drive a Wrangler, take the top off and the doors off, and I've never had a problem with stealing. I've never locked the doors to my houses or apartments. This has never been an issue with my old roommates or family. It's just the way I've developed. My roommate, 19 female since moving in, has increasingly become more paranoid and anxious. I've known her for years and have never seen her like this. She thinks there are cameras in her sink. If she gets a bug bite, she assumes she has bugs living in her bed. When she sleeps, she has paralysis where someone comes in to kill her. She locks her bedroom door and front door for safety. Knowing this, I've tried to lock the door. However, I don't sometimes. It's a habit I'm trying to break. I came home a week ago, and there was crap everywhere. It looked like a mini tornado whirled around my apartment. I went into my room, and my TV was gone. My mini boba fridge was gone. all my vintage playboys were gone. so much of my clothes vanished. I was clear it was clear through my eyes that I had been robbed. I sat on my bed and just sat there in shock, on the verge of tears. I called my father, who didn't pick up, and I was left defeated practically, lol. Then I jumped up because I was worried for my roommate's room. She was sitting there waiting for me. She had all of my things in there, pranked me to try and teach me a lesson about locking the door. My problem is that she never even talked to me. I had no idea this was an issue with her before. She said I should have assumed that I needed to lock the door out of respect for a shared living space. After trivial arguing, I shut the F up and went mute. I grabbed all of my stuff to put in my room and I've completely ignored her sense. I'm upset and not over it. I find her thought process alarming and delusional. A mutual friend says that I am overreacting and being rude to her when she's going through a hard time. As much as I understand that she's having problems, I have received zero empathy or question of my feelings. I don't think I'm the a-hole. I think everybody's out of their minds and I need some time away from these crazies. All right. I say both are guilty. (laughs) I'm reading it at first. I was like, totally, I'm, you know, I could understand, you know, they're like, oh, I grew up in a safe city. I've never done it before, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden they jump to the roommate, thinks that there's, microphones or cameras and they're seeing. <laughs> um so I feel like they're both to blame, in my opinion. I feel both of these these um females, as I was 19 and 20, I think both of these girls have a lot of growing up to do. I think communication could have Um, not, if not alleviated the situation, it could have been a, oh, I don't think I want to buy into this. I don't think I want this person as my roommate. We're two, we're two totally different people, you know, whatever. But in the, I feel like there was a lack of communication there because the original poster clearly stated that they had no idea that this was such a big thing. Then the roommate should have communicated that this is very important to me. So you cannot go through life making assumptions. You cannot assume that people think the way you do. Everybody comes from a different path in life. Therefore, their experience in life has molded them and they react and perceive life through the lens of their personal experiences. So whenever you're getting ready to live with someone, whether it's a friend level, a stranger level, a romantic level, whatever you need to get this stuff like this ironed out right right off the bat especially when it comes to people feeling safe in their own home i definitely have always locked my doors and i have multiple locks on my doors (laughs) i'm just that person uh who likes to have my doors locked at all times and i've never lived in an area where i felt like i necessarily needed to but i just always was raised to lock my doors and it makes sense to me um i'm like why would i not you know i don't want to be laying in my bed and then just have some random walk in and like chop me up in little pieces um so (laughs) i may watch too many movies i may read the news or watch the news too much i don't know but i'm always err on the side of caution when it comes to locking one's doors But on the flip side, the roommate has no right to going into somebody else's living quarters and doing a, trying to act like they're so evolved and they're in a place of power where they're going to teach this person a lesson. That's the wrong way to go about it. That is passive aggressive. That is manipulative. That is hard. Like that is... That's hardcore like jackwagonry right there. You don't go in and mess up somebody else's stuff because you can't be a big person and use your mouth and use your words like I teach my kids and express your what is important to you. You know, what I that is one thing that it's always like ticks me off is when people will waste the largest amount of energy being a jackwagon to someone when it takes literally less energy to just speak your truth and go you know what I recognize that you feel very safe here I recognize that you don't really have um, a habit of locking the door but as your roommate this is something that's very important to me and I would appreciate it if you would lock the door and I have been in that situation when I was pregnant my husband when we were younger obviously would get out of work in the morning on third shift and then immediately just want to like go fishing or something and he would have what I called fish brain and would leave the door unlocked which would in turn piss me off because I would come home pregnant to a house that was unlocked because I also worked third at that time and I would not know if somebody broke in is that what my house and I was livid living because I was a pregnant woman too and I just got done working a long shift I'm carrying another human in my body and I was like, I want to eat your face right now. But what I started to do was I text him and go, listen, this is what you did. You unlocked the door. Now, I don't know if someone's hiding in the house. I don't know. You just don't know. And um, I started putting signs on the door did you lock the door like right at eye level so whenever he did leave in the morning I would you know do- and then I would just double check with him did you lock the door I would text him did you lock the door did you lock the door and he's had to turn around a couple times but once I made I expressed my concern and I made it a habit and it became a habit it became something that just came second nature but um, I told so I totally understand both sides of the the coin there but once again communication you know communication with each other laying out the expectations right up front when you have a roommate do you know keep it basic things that make you feel safe things that are important for your well-being and if these things line up great sign on be roommates but get all this stuff done don't Don't go in blind and not communicate and just expect and be fairy tale like this is going to be perfect. I'm telling you right now, anytime you're living with another human being, it's not perfect. You're going to run into some horrendous situations if you do not get the stuff ironed out right off the bat. So I would say both of them are the rotten apple here. I think that the aloofness of the original poster was over the top you know it, it does get old uh, constantly having someone leave the bed you know the place unlocked because that is a choice that affects somebody else if she left the apartment unlocked and then came home and all of their stuff where it le- was legitimately jacked she'd be ticked off too right so i'm a big fan of you know what F you you do your you do you until it you you're doing you starts to affect me. that's where I come from I don't care if you lock your door or not but if I'm your roommate and you don't lock it my stuff can get stolen too that's where I draw the line so I understand both sides but on the flip side you have no business going in and trying to act like you're their parent and you're gonna teach them this big lesson by being really like kind of sneaky and there's like a lot of passive aggressiveness there that's just not cool so not good and the um, I guess the main question is of over Overacting and being rude and ignoring her, ignoring—I'm not a fan of the silent game. That stuff—that little, you know, underbaked apple pies do—they play mind games like that. So if you're the person, is your go-to is to just purposefully ignore someone nope. What good is going to come from that? You know, you're just going to piss the other person off and they're going to come and double down at you. Now, if you're just avoiding them because you don't want to blow up on them, that's different. That's just you taking time to, you know, to get over your anger and then go and reconnect and have a conversation. But typically that's verbalized. That's listen, I can't talk about this right now. I am too pissed off to talk to you. I I can't do it right now. So let's talk about this in a couple days when I don't want to just, you know, go off on you. But just like low-key returning the passive aggressiveness for more passive aggressiveness is just nope. You're just going to get more of the same until both of you get baked in the um, oven of life and come out as uh, some... (laughs) some better rationing human beings (laughs) because it's not is not gonna when you eye for an eye each other in that way it's not gonna work out well so moving on my verdict was both people need to go back in the oven because they're both got some uh underbaked pie action going on (laughs) let's go to number three You thought that the last two were kind of big topics to tackle? Yikes. Number three, am I the a-hole for abandoning my mother in Colombia? Let's unpack this. Oh, yikes. All right. I, female 43, was born in Colombia, but my family moved to British Columbia when I was four. I am Canadian. I do not have Colombian citizenship and I don't really want it. I love visiting the country, but my life is in Canada. I am down here right now. Okay, so they're in Colombia right now Is it writing this. I am down here right now for a family wedding. I travel down with my mother 75 because she thinks she's getting old. She has no problem going on vacations in Europe or Asia by herself. But she always tries to drag myself, one of my siblings, or my father down here. It is a beautiful country and the people are friendly and kind. But she always tries to make us stay with family, which would be fine as many of our relatives have large homes and apartments with spare guest rooms. But she never picks those. She always wants to stay with the girl who just had the sixth baby and is only 25 (laughs) That's awfully specific. (laughs) That's an exaggeration, but not by much. Okay, so, or with her uncle, who literally lives in a house with dirt floors. Once again, nothing wrong with that, they say, but I don't really enjoy that experience. So this time around, I got myself an Airbnb in a really nice part of the city without telling her. We were, when we arrived... Oh, goodness. When we arrived, one of my cousins on my dad's side picked us up and gave us a ride there. It's a spacious and lovely place. We unloaded her luggage at the apartment and we went the day strolling, shopping, and stopping for food whenever we felt like it. No pressure from anyone. Then, when we got back to the apartment, she started giving me crap for making her stay so far away from her family. I told her no one was forcing her to stay with me and that she was welcome to call someone to take her wherever she had arranged to stay. So she called her sister who came and got her. They kicked a grandchild out of a room and that is where she was staying with eight people in a four bedroom apartment. I saw her at the wedding and she is so pissed that I am staying in luxury while she isn't. I did rent a two-bedroom in case she wanted to, but she said she didn't. Her family also gave me crap and says I abandoned her. Am I the a-hole? No. Nope. Nope. Clear as day. No. You've literally covered all of your bases. You did everything. You're 43 freaking years old. (laughs) Your mother want you to come down with you her to columbia and you did you know you could have said no but you didn't and you went with her out of kindness and to spend time with your family she she choo- she chose to go to columbia she chose to have her family members kick a child out of its bedroom so she could take it When she had a perfectly great place to go. Now, culturally speaking, this might be because she is 75. I'm well aware that culture plays a thing in this. She might feel like, you know what? This is how we rolled when I was growing up. It didn't matter if we had a teeny house or a big house. We wanted to be around family. It could be generational because the original poster is not you know technically from columbia they were born in Colombia, but they have no citizenship there and they love their life in canada now speaking my husband comes from a mexican heritage therefore his family loves to get together and more the merrier and more the family where my family is caucasian and everybody's died off and then the ones who haven't died yet Don't talk to each other. Okay, so I could totally understand where there's a cultural divide and maybe a generational divide where, you know, the older people tend to be the glue that keeps the family together. And My husband's family, which I find to be an absolute blessing is to being able to see the other side of the coin where they love to get together like every Sunday, they love to have cookouts, they love to everybody brings food and everybody hangs out in this big living room and just shoving their food in their face and all the kids are running around and it's an amazing experience because if I didn't have that I would just think everybody just gets old, doesn't talk to each other and then just dies, right? So um, I feel like it's a cultural thing for the, the mom i feel like it might be a generational thing meaning that this is just what she's always known this is how she's always done it and the family is just perfectly fine i remember having to um give up my bed for like three months when i was young because we let my aunt and uncle move in and while they are getting a house built, and I apparently was the one that got sacrificed and said, hey, get out of your bedroom, go sleep on the floor for three months while your aunt and uncle and uh, nieces take over your bedroom. So that's a humbling experience for someone and they're like, okay, maybe they're teaching the younger generations that this is what, you know, in their culture, this is what we want. We want to show hospitableness. We want to show that hospitality of, hey, let's give up your comfort to allow our guests to have some comfort. And there's nothing wrong with that if that is what the family agreed upon. And it sounds like that's what they chose to do. And like, that's normal. And, um, but the original poster, Wants to know if you know they are the a-hole for you know they they're she's they're being they're being accused of um, abandoning the mom and they didn't abandon her giving somebody a choice and them not choosing your choice is not abandonment. <laughs> they literally bought uh, paying renting a Airbnb with enough room for the mom to stay with them or not. She chose to not, so therefore, you are free of any accusations of abandonment. An adult woman gave another adult woman, who happens to be your mom, a clear choice. The mom made her choice, and that was it. There's no abandoning there. She didn't go, get out of here, you loser, and shut the door. You know, she t- she didn't get a one bedroom and say, peace out, have a nice day, go sleep on the floor somewhere. She's like, she didn't do any of that. She just did not co-sign onto the mother's expectations. She did not feel comfortable putting other people out of their place of comfort. And they wanted to have something a little more higher you know end a little more in the city where they can go and see all the sights and do all the things and not feel like they're being rushed or they're stepping on somebody's toes and they're inconveniencing someone so definitely the original poster is not the a-hole the mother needs to stop allowing the family members to also call the daughter <laughs> um You know, giving her crap and yeah. I'd be like, listen, next time you want to come down here, this is how it's going to go down. I'm going to get my own place. You're more than welcome to stay with me. I want to come down here because I want you to be safe. I care about you and I love you. But we're two grown women and you need to start acting like that. And I think that's the problem with a lot of parents is they get older and they refuse to look at their their children as the adults that they are. The original poster is 43 years old you know, living totally independently on their own, still decided to go with their mother, um, you know, even though they don't necessarily want to or have to. And then now they're just getting crap for any anything that is, you know, that they want to do. So, nope. Definitely not the the rotten apple in the story. Not at all. And I feel bad calling the mother the rotten apple, but I feel like she's, she's 50-50, you know. She's acting... She probably doesn't want to offend her family by being like, you're not good enough for us to stay with, right? That probably is like her... She might feel like her daughter's acting snooty and doesn't want to um, stay with them because the daughter referenced, like, dirt floors and the daughter referenced, like, multiple people in a small room. But that's her daughter's prerogative. She never, could you know belittled anybody she just had her own reasoning and wanted her own vacation way the way she wanted it so i can see where both parties are not the a-holes really i say giving somebody crap and accusing them of abandonment you're starting to turn into an a-hole but i feel like you're not full-blown a-hole yeah <laughs> but you're definitely headed down the path <laughs> so that's where i'm at let's move on number four All right number four am I the a-hole for telling my ex-boyfriend's family how he treated me let's see what we got here I 22 female am really close with my 24 male ex-boyfriend's mother all right so original posters 22 female was dating a 24 male and now they are no longer an item but they're really close to the mother. I've always viewed her as an aunt due to the fact that her and my mother are best friends. Yeah, that seems logical. We started dating in our senior year of high school and recently we broke up over this exact situation. For context, I am an Asian woman and in arguments, he will throw racial slurs and remarks towards me. What? That's not right. I'm glad you got out of that relationship. That is messed up. When we got together, I was a barista at Starbucks. When I was nineteen, I had quit and began a work and began a work from home job. Since I stayed home most of the time, I had also done work around the house, cooking, cleaning, taking care of my pets, paying rent, paying bills, etc. I had asked him on multiple occasions to help me, but he would just sit around and do absolutely nothing. Nope, girl, you are so lucky you got out when you did. I'm telling you. Uh-uh. not okay. I had asked him, (laughs) yeah, he would use my past against me, Whenever he could. My depression, my race against me. I began to get fed up, as you should, as you should, girl, hmm with it and stop doing things little by little. He didn't notice for two weeks until he told me to get up and go do something. I told him no because I had been crossing a line for years now and I was no longer going to take his BS. Of course, this caused an argument and I kicked him out. Good, 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 good. Do, side note, never waste your time with somebody who is like this, verbally abusive. I don't care if you're a man, if you're a woman, whoever your relationship that you are in, whoever it is in that relationship, get out now. It's never going to get better. (laughs) These people are succubuses. Okay, or suck you by or how there's a female and a male version, but at at the end of the day, they're just sucking the life out of you. And there's an amazing quote that says you cannot complain about people sucking the life out of you if you keep giving them the straw. Okay, so let that sink in. So they said a few days later, oh, what? I just saw where they, mm-mm, girl, you did not. All right. So he said, I kicked him out. After he had left, I began cleaning up and I looked into my savings account I've had since I started working when I was 14. I had over $6,000 in my my account and I decided I could take advantage of it. I looked for apartments in New York City and found some I liked. A few days later, he came back to say he was sorry. I didn't fully accept the apology, but I let him in. I, being the person who was raised by an Asian mother, t- told him, "'Since you're so sorry, get your <laughs> get your butt in the kitchen and clean it. I'm going to play online. If I come back and it's not done yet, you're out.'" When I came back, it was half but done. I was really annoyed at this point. He then announced that his family was inviting us over for dinner. I accepted and we went. My mother was there as well as my three older brothers. His sister asked how life was with him and and what I said next caused us to break up. (laughs) Oh, girl, you should have never been together. I had said the truth with how he treats me and what he expects from me. His parents were in shock. My family was in shock and he was pissed. He then began to yell at me in front of everyone. Good. Let him see his true colors. Yep. That's the best way. Let that mask slip. Once it slips, people are like, what? Let it slip. I then told him very calmly, if you're so upset, then it would be best if we just break up. Your abuse and expectations of me are really stupid. You can come you can come get your stuff tomorrow on the sidewalk. If not, it's getting sold. I want my car back, and I don't want you around the apartment anymore. I then proceeded to give everyone their hugs, and I left, taking my keys by the door on the way out. He blew up my phone for two weeks, saying that his family cussed him out. Good, good. After the breakup, I got approved for a lease in New York. I found a I found a New York, a new work. Sorry, a new work from home job, and I am in the process of moving. I am getting texts from my old friends on Instagram saying I was an a-hole, so and I am the hole no, and they aren't your friends. <laughs> Nobody who loves you would ever want you to stay in a miserable crappy situation, whether it is a job, whether it is a friendship or a romantic relationship. If anybody truly loves and cares about your welfare and your well-being, they do not want to see you in a verbally abusive situation like this. And those, when someone is yelling racial slurs at you and you're supposedly in a intimate relationship with them and you're the one that's doing all of the work and paying all the bills and doing all the things and this person just keeps going and going and going, takers are always going to take. And givers, you got you to gotta put your stuff on lockdown. You cannot be giving out everything because there's no, takers are bottomless pits bottomless pits. They will just keep taking until you have nothing left to give. And most of the time, that when you by the time that happens, by the time you realize that you just gave everything to someone who literally just absorbs it into this black hole of their self, it's too late. You know, you gotta re-find yourself all over again. So, nope. One, not the a-hole. Not the a-hole. And kudos to the parents for telling them what's up because I'm so... I get so irritated when everybody just sits around sitting on their thumbs going, oh, they, they don't say boo. They will let someone just go off and be the toxic, abusive person and nobody calls them on their BS. That has always been like a sore spot with me. So I love the fact that everybody that, you know, his parents and everybody told him what's up and held him accountable for his horrible behavior and you do not those are not your friends if you have friends if you find yourself in this situation those people are calling you the bad person no what he's doing is he's going around now trying to play the victim Because victimizers love to play the victim. The minute you give them back their own crap, they immediately play the victim card. And they will start doing a smear campaign against you. And that's why you're getting all those texts. They're not getting the full story. They're getting his version of the story, which is, Woe is me. I'm the victim. This is what this horrible woman did to me. And now they're smear campaigning you. Your best bet is real people who know you would never expect or like assume and expect or accept the the worst stories about you. They would be like, no, that doesn't sound like so-and-so. I'm not buying it. When people immediately, without hesitation, believe the bad story about you and you're literally the one being victimized, they're already too far gone. Cut them and run. Start your new life. And do not look back because they have already been tainted there's no there's no retrieving them unless they get screwed over by the same person then they'll come back around and then they'll go oh yeah i totally didn't see it but now i totally get it because it happened to me too i mean it's just textbook that's what happens so original poster is not the rotten apple the boyfriend 100 1000 is the rotten apple and yep that's it and then the friends now blaming you know saying that they're the a-hole. Totally not. All oh, right, because I took an extra week or so before putting out my last episode, I'm adding in an extra piece of pie. So let's go. Right, our extra piece of pie number 5 is titled Am I the a-hole for yelling at my boyfriend to stop adding spice to my food? So recently I, female 30, have been staying over at my boyfriend's, 31 male's place more. We've divided up some chores, but one he likes to but one he likes to do is cook. He really is a wonderful chef, and all of our friends enjoy the dishes he brings to parties. Whereas, I will admit, I don't know my way around the kitchen and I have never taken the time to really dive into it. This is fine since he cooks, but his meals usually include too much heat. He cooks with a lot of spices, sauces, and peppers. I've asked him time and time again to tone it down since I can't handle the heat, or at least add those last so he can still have them, but my dish will be fine. He says that this will ruin the dishes and they won't come out as flavorful and it will be really lackluster. And that added that the added spice at the end ruins the whole balance of it. I finally snapped the other day or the other night and yelled at him to stop making hot dishes I can't eat. And he told me that I was always welcome to cook my own meals if I wanted. I don't see why I have to cook. If he already is making the meal, he can just add less spice to it. That will add so much more time to my night when he has already handling that chore. <laughs> okay, it's clear as day for me. It's a, it's a down the middle. So they said, so am I the a-hole for yelling at him after he added spice to too many dishes? Okay. Let's go back. Let's rewind. Okay, so first off, we have acknowledged that the boyfriend's a really, you know, the original poster said he's a really wonderful chef and all their friends enjoy the dishes. But they want to admit that they don't know their way around the kitchen and they've never really taken time to dive into it. All right, so first off, I have to say that if you're not going to try to learn how to cook something that you will eat and you don't know your way around the kitchen and you've never, you don't like to cook, then I have to say it can come off from someone who like me does all the cooking or the majority of the cooking in my home. Not that my husband won't cook. He will cook. I just, I stay at home with my kids now and he goes to work. So for me, I do all the cooking because that would be crappy of me to have him go to work and now I don't do anything <laughs> you know that wouldn't that's not cool so in our house that works for us I cook all of the meals and if he asked me to stop making something a certain way because it was too hot I would do it so I don't feel like her asking her boyfriend to if they've already agreed that he was going to cook, then she said, hey, just don't add it to my part of the meal and to put it into the rest. There's literally nothing that why he couldn't do that. And then he's so hell-bent on making sure it tastes great and it would be lackluster. Well, if he's not the one eating that bowl of a plate of whatever, Who cares if it's lackluster, because you're not eating it, she's eating it. So by default, if he's so concerned with the outcome and the acceptance of his cooking, then he should care what the consumer of his cooking thinks too, because in his opinion it would be lackluster, but not everybody's opinion. And if you love your girlfriend enough, why would it be too hard to go, okay, how much of this do you think you're going to eat? scoop it up, toss it out, put it on a plate or in a bowl, whatever it is you're serving, and then finish the meal off the way you like it. I do that all the time. It's no big deal, especially when you have kids. I feel like, because I grew up in a home where, you know, my mom was kind of a jack wagon and wouldn't let us leave the table until we ate every disgusting thing she knew we didn't like to eat anyways. So I feel like it was like some weird thing. Like, here, I know my kids don't like this, so I'm going to cook it, and then I'm going to hold them hostage at the table because i you know doing this like food people weaponize food on other people all the time and i think that when you really love someone you don't want to make them miserable when it comes time to sit down and enjoy a meal together so i feel like there's some sort of like an eagle thing going on right now he's like i'm an amazing cook everybody loves my cooking and you don't like it well you can make your own cooking I would say fine then if you want me to cook my own meals you wash your own freaking clothes or I would flip it I would say okay you want to add you don't want to do this for me I'm not worth you not making my food unedible for me then I might as well cook my own freaking food because you don't seem to give a damn if I can even eat it in the first place okay so then I would say fine if you want to check this off your box then I'm gonna throw this chore at you and now we're good I ain't going to be doing this for you. If you want to do this eye for an eye thing, I guess we can both go blind. All right, is that what we're doing now? Because if you're in a relationship with someone, and the first thing is they are ready, it's too much for them to just go. Yeah, I'm just gonna not. I'm gonna keep adding spice to your food. I'm gonna keep making it inedible for you because you know I love you that much. Bull crap. These are little signs. People miss these all the time. A lot of times, people make so many excuses for other people's piss poor behavior that you. know, know a couple years ago by and you're like what the biscuits was I even thinking (laughs) so I say no you're not the a-hole I don't think you needed to yell at him I think you needed to just reiterate where you stand if he doesn't buy what into wanting to see your side of the thing then he's not worth it I would stop spending so much time over there I would stop playing house that's what they say stop playing house I will go back to your own place make your own meals, stop relying on him to cook for you. If he doesn't want to make time for you and not, you know, make a little bit of changes in his, his cooking, then if someone can't change that, something little for you, good luck trying to rely on them when something big happens in life. That's all I got to say. So, nope. I say, I'm at a, I'm at like a standstill. I feel like they're both, you know, There's some expectations. The original poster has some expectations that they feel like they don't have to cook. They don't want to cook. They want their food this way. The other one's like, I don't want to cook it that way. I'm a really good cook and I don't want to change it for you. I feel like they don't have any business being together if they're not going to work it with each other on the little of things. So I'd say they're both kind of an a-hole right now to each other for different reasons. So, all right. I think that has done it for episode four. All right, that has been Episode 4 of Am I the A-hole Apple Pie Podcast. You can participate in the show by leaving a voicemail, emailing the show or tweeting the show on Twitter. You can find the show on Twitter at @ait a apple pie pod you can email the show at aita applepie, at gmail.com. and you can find this show and every other show hosted by me at my podcast network found at cozypodcastnetwork.. Um, so keep in mind that we are all a-holes and we just take turns being one. And some of us are self-aware enough to know when we are being one. And some of us have not baked in the oven of life long enough to even know that they might be one. Have a great day. Bye.